Push Black's Building Black Dollars is one-stop shop for economic empowerment and wealth building. This show tackles day-to-day financial obstacles and gives the solutions you can take right now to regain control of your finances. If you want to take control of your finances and begin building wealth, tune into Building Black Dollars by Push Black. Catch it anywhere you listen to podcasts. This episode is sponsored by the McDonald's Buy One, Get One for $1 deal. At McDonald's, you can get big name classics for just a little bit, honey. Ten dimes, four quarters. Can't beat it. Everybody has memories associated with McDonald's. I have many, many, many. I've shared on the show before that my very last birthday party sponsored by my mother was down to the McDonald's. Okay. So I remember at that party, I had a big girl hamburger. Okay. I was too grown for a happy meal and I graduated to the quarter pounder with cheese. And as such, every now and then when I'm feeling like a grown woman who can do whatever she wants, I will venture on to the McDonald's to have another quarter pounder with cheese. Cause I just, this is just how I feel like, you know, it's, it's how I get into my nostalgia. It's the, how I get into my family moments. It's why I remember that time where I was so proud of myself for not having a happy meal at my birthday party. I was able to have a big girl meal in my quarter pounder with cheese and you can too. All you got to do is order ahead on the app. You can buy yourself a 10 piece chicken McNugget, a Big Mac, or my favorite, the quarter pounder with cheese. You can get just another one for just $1 only at McDonald's price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer valid for item of equal or lesser value. Want all my love and my devotion. You want my love and soul right on the line. Yes, Jenny J. Hood. I have no doubt that I could love you forever. The only trouble is you really don't have the time. <clears throat> Lost my voice screaming. Yeah. <laughs> You've got one night only, yeah. one night only. That's all you have to spare. Yes. One night only. Let's not pretend to care. Woo! <laughs> My lord. Come on, big baby, come on. Yes. <laughs> We love, Praise we the Lord, love all niggas. of the dramatics and theatrics. I mean, just captured in a J HUD vocal. You, you can't help yourself. Okay. Yeah. And I couldn't get as loud as I wanted to, but here we are. Whew. Here we are. You still did queen. what needed to be done. You just have to come on, big baby. Come on. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you realize how much Beyonce undersang 
just to like because we be you know you be listening to the background vocals yes. and stuff and you be hearing her and anika but you'd be like i know beyonce can turn up more than that mama was dialing it back i mean big time yeah maybe she i wonder if she was intimidated singing with jennifer i don't think so i just think that think so? the role called for her to be a bit more understated and <laughs> so she was playing her part mm-hmm. she was supposed to play that role Yes. Yes, absolutely. Praise We're Lord, so niggas. thankful that didn't happen. Praise the Lord, niggas. How are you, sister? I don't have any complaints. I am safe and I have what I need. Hey, man. I'm doing what I got to do. How are you doing? Same. Um, I'm safe. I have what I need. I'm tired, but it's for good reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a it was a good weekend uh, good. coming off of a a good week you know what i'm saying we had a lot going on and and things came out really nicely and i'm just i'm grateful for that and i'm just grateful for all the forward movement and you know watching me watching watching me watching i'm watching you watching you watching things (laughs) blossom (laughs) we are making progress it's growth yeah you know we see growth happening we see little blossoms you know when you see little signs of life and shit and things and you're like, all right, nigga. Okay, this was this was not all for naught. I know. You know what right. I'm saying? So, I, I I'm not gonna complain. Even even with challenges, I won't complain. But I am dog fucking tired. That's not a complaint. That's a fact. It's actual and factual, <laughs> as the songwriter said. Hello. Actual and factual. I think it's time for me to get a new denim shirt. Yeah. You know, when I got this denim shirt, it was much more denim-y. <laughs> now it's more cotton. Now it's much more cotton, but it's comfortable. Where where did you get it from? Old Navy. Oh yeah, no, sister. Going over to the Levi's. I should. And get yourself a good yes. denim shirt. I should. Yeah. I'm going to invest. Yeah. You know, I yeah, love a denim shirt because it is just the right amount of I'm working. You know, <laughs> like, usually I be sitting here, you know, in my sports bra. But when I have to jump on a call, let me throw this shirt yeah, on, you, you know, and I'm working on. and I'm working. See, and now also, I'm at work. a denim overthrow. Yes. Let me tell you something. You got on a sports bra, a T-shirt or whatever. You just throw that denim overthrow you know, on and you're like, it's a little bit. Uh, nigga, it's time I, for and business. And now I'm in the office. <laughs> yeah, I'm working. Exactly. Hello, casual, casual. But you know, you see me now. It's casual because I'm I working so casual hard. And now I'm business casual. Here I am. Look at me. Right. Not showing up to zooms on tank tops and whatnot. You know what I'm don't, saying? Don't start huh. none. Won't be none. But yes, I'm going to. I've curated quite a, a wardrobe of these little work from home yes, clothes. I feel like mm-hmm. mainly I'm wearing workout clothes. Every now and then, I have to put on a button-down shirt, a sweater. I also am a big fan of the cardigans, okay? Yeah. But the good chunk, and now yeah. we're squarely into the the sweater weather mm. season, right? Fully. We can go fully. ahead and Sweater out, weather. Yes. Sweater weather. Sweater weather. We can pull out <laughs> our good, chunky knits. It's time. Yeah. To get out yeah. with cashmere and things popping. So I'm excited about that. And it also gives this me an excuse true. to to get some new things. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about it's that. It's time as well. for me to get a couple new sweaters for certain. It definitely yes, is. Yes, and that. I'm going to get me a new denim shirt because this is. I'm looking at. It, I'm like, it's not even looking denim no more. It's just looking like a blue shirt, <laughs> like a blue light blue. 
I am excited for sweater weather. You know, I the summer did leave us very quickly. Uh, I mean, what did got I her today? things and punched. The memes, the memes says summer said it's the end of my workday and clock. Right Let me tell you something. Out. We really came in like, you know, the first day of autumn was last Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday. Autumn was like, oh, say less. It's my time. Yeah. It's my time to shine. And let me tell you something. I told you all about that earth overage day. Autumn said, I have been patiently waiting for a track to explode on. Okay. (laughs) And here I am. And your ass is about to get rolled on. You can if you want and your ass to get rolled on. That is, if you think it has been hot listen, for so long, ah! you're so wrong. And if you think that okay. I'm gonna fall off, you're so wrong. <laughs> Summer's about to fucking fall off. <laughs> so long. <laughs> listen. Woo, we're gonna talk a little bit more about that demon though in the trash, oh, which I think 50. I think we should go over in that direction. You told us how you was doing and whatnot, right? Yeah, yes. And you said how you were doing, so okay. let us move on. All right. So let's move on to this trash then. Let's do it. Let's, let, let's get into this trash. Let's do it. And let's start off with with the with the funk. Mm-hmm. Kia brought this to my attention, so I had to go look up the story that um uh uh your demonic main man Curtis Jackson's oh lord is out here right now wilding per usual. Um, and and disres- extra disrespectful per usual. We already know he has a history of, you know, bullying, being a terrible father. Okay, bullying his own son, even uh, manifesting that character through Canaan on power because it just spoke to who he was as a person. Okay. And now he's taken to bullying one of his child's mother uh, by the name of Daphne Joy. Mm-hmm. Um. B- because I guess she was spotted with Sean Puffy Combs. Um, She's allegedly dating Diddy or had been seen with Diddy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he brought his child into the mix by posting him and the child, but the caption saying, you know, how do you feel about your mother? You know, being out here in so many words, smutting around. I told you about these bitches. And then he hashtagged his fucking liquor. And it was just like, what? why would you? I just feel like why this would you is do messy. That? To involve children in adult It's mess, nasty. It's unfair. It's nasty. Um, and I mean, it puts the child in between the parents in, in, a, very, in a very problematic way. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just ugly. It's just ugly behavior. It's nasty. And to me, you know, to me, it is not a secret that 50 and Diddy have some sort of unspoken beef. Yeah. And to me, this is more about Diddy than it is about Daphne Joy or whatever the, whatever his baby mother is. I feel like this is, it's like, you know, pick on somebody your own size 50. Like, like this because is, you're not this, picking on you're not picking on Puffy. This is this is messy. This is messy, it is. and it is. And I hate that you would put your child in the in the middle in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's that's, unfortunate. That's, that's it's unfortunate because yeah. I feel like what what kind of example you teach you teach your child to sort of 
Yeah, I just don't. I don't like it all the way around. It feels. It feels. It feels. It feels. And and the double standard. Let's not lose sight of the double standard because Fifty dates who he wants to date, who he wants to, whenever, wherever, however he wants to. If he is not, and, and, if he is not in a committed relationship with this child's mother, then what does he give a crap who she's with and why, and how, and all of that? Yeah. So all of so I just feel like I, there's a better way to. To handle the to, handle to, to lash to to handle your your hurt feelings your emotions, right now because that's right? all that like, is whatever you know, emotions you're not you have channeling your emotions and you need to you need to get hold of the proper tools that it takes mm-hmm. in order for you to get the help that you need because it's clear that you've got a buttload of them so you've got mad issues and it's so dangerous because it opens up a window and I know obviously he doesn't give a fuck about this but it opens Clearly. up a window later on down the line not only is it just not only is it just nasty and just rude and just ugly to involve an innocent child in the middle of your uh uh, in your middle of your unresolved issues Right. right but also you're opening up a gate later on for this child to to look at this behavior and observe this behavior and think that this is the way in which you treat human beings it's opening up dangerous doors for a you know blatant disrespect in the future for his mother the person who's raising him and hopefully she's got more of an impact on him than you do because she chimed in and said you know i'm a i'm a wonderful mother to our child like don't i have never bothered you i don't bring you into no shit like leave me alone so i'm hoping that that type of energy will rub off on that child more than his energy would but do you realize the the domino effect and the the doors that you could be opening in the future you don't and nor do you care but these are things that people need to think about you know what i'm saying that's just not right so yeah 50s being ugly uh per usual he's being ugly not too long ago with little kim's child bringing another child into it he just don't have no lines no boundaries He's, he's a problem. He's a problem. Um, but on a positive note, Abbott Elementary is back. And I enjoyed myself oh last my week. Yes. It They've felt like working. we were reunited with old friends. What did? Good to see did. that, uh, that little meme y'all be posting about like me with my podcast friends and it'd be y'all with the poster. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was, that'd be me with Abbott Elementary. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I think we all are... are families in the neighborhood of Abbott Elementary at this point and we are just rooting yeah. for the staff. There was such yeah. like I feel like what I love about Abbott Elementary is it's so well done but also it really does sort of give insight into what it's like to be a teacher in an underprivileged under-resourced school. And and and, and you that's attested to by all of the um the the positive feedback from those who are in the education system who are like i thoroughly enjoy and appreciate this program for just everything for the representation for the humor around the issues that we deal with like it's just a testament to what an awesome show it is and how intentional they are with writing it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. very much so i love it and then it's well done very well done and queen Shirley ralph is back <sighs> You know what I'm saying? Flawless Putting foot on next again, as ever. You know what I'm saying? As now she got she ever. got that good Emmy. She got that good Emmy wind behind her. Um, okay, I'm which is only going to make for even more amazing performances I for love us. It for her, 
I love to say, oh, what in the fuck is this? Oh, no. Wah, 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 breaking news. <sighs> Friend just put this in our group chat. I'm Did calling you? you out, sister. Um. Oh, no, she sent this to me. Sorry, I thought this was in the group chat. She sent this to me. Okay, and I see why. She's not going to subject you to this. Rachel Dolezal has an OnlyFans. Jay, don't play with me. I swear to God, I swear. I actually to don't f- want any parts of I'm that. I'm about to send. No, I'm about to send it to you now. No, 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 no. I just, I yep. just, I just. No, I want you to see the image. I, I want you to see just it. can't. I, think I just can't. I won't do it. Should see oh, this. God. I just want you to see it. Oh, savior. Yep. Go ahead and take a gander. Uh, Jay. I swear, I'm so disturbed right now. (laughs) This be that's. I mean, not what, (laughs) Jade. Yeah, you see, Jade. This is not really her. It's not. This is a joke. This is someone who is pretending to. What? Crystal, Crystal, oh Lord. Crystal says somebody needs to unplug Earth and plug it back in. This is ghetto. I mean, stick us in rice. Lord, put us down in a box of rice right now. Somebody needs to take the cartridge out and blow it. Something has got to change. We are, we need a hard reset. Control all the leaders, God. We need something. Because I'm looking at Rachel Dolezal's bare naked ass and some charming Charlie's jewelry. (laughs) I don't want it. I don't need it. I don't deserve it. And I'm sick. I'm sick of it. And I just won't be a part of it anymore. The answer is no. The answer is no. I'm not doing it. I refuse. I mean, what is happening? Why is she naked, Jay? Oh, I have got to get it off my screen. Because she's got to pay the bills. But oh my God. And catchy. And catchy. Make the money. Don't let the money make you. And see, she thought it was a good idea to sit here. You've been doing all of this carrying on, in which niggas knew that you were buns. But you did all this carrying on. And then you put your areolas on our internet. And they are red. And that is a number one. Sign um, that you, you are a say, white woman. <laughs> I can't what? think of her her name. She was my friend, and I can't think of her name. Oh, it's I know. I it's met Cobra her Brand. through Asante, and I can see her face, but I can't call her name right now. But she had. Um, I remember when we first got on Twitter and stuff and Instagram. Her bio was like, "My nipples are brown, like they're not pink." They're not brown. They're brown. What? I can't think of her name. Oh my god, I love her. I, I miss her. I'm so sorry. I haven't seen her in many what? years. But where does she live? She, I think she was from Atlanta. But she had. Li- I can't think of her name. I can't think. I can see her face, but I can't call her name. But either way, I remember. <laughs> 
to your point about how black women don't have pink nipples. Listen, even I have very like I have I have latte nipples. nipples Mine are are latte. I'm not going to hold y'all. You know what I'm saying? I am disturbed. I mean, my spirit is vexed. Do you see there's another picture? But they're not red. There's another picture. And she got a justice tattoo on her ass. (gasps) Jade, I don't (laughs) want to do it anymore. I've actually finished. What the fuck? I mean, count me out. I mean, I'm done. Somebody said, I don't know how to feel. (laughs) I mean, man. Said, I don't know. I am upset. (laughs) They're posting that big boy gift. I know that ain't who I think it is. I (laughs) am undone. And I feel like these photographs are grounds for prosecution. I want her to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law because my (laughs) rights as a human are being violated. It is directly violating my right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness and somebody has got to pay. <laughs> Jay, there's a justice tattoo on her behind, Jay. I just saw it. I just saw why she flexes her claws. Ah! <laughs> I'm nothing but upset. I mean nothing but upset. <laughs> It's fully, and it looks like it's a fresh justice test. It looks temporary. It doesn't. It, it looks it like doesn't one look that she old. stuck on. <laughs> it is What's a the symbol. It's a temporary tattoo. I don't believe that any Rachel. <laughs> first of all, she's still flexy riding this white girl hair to make it look like. Yes, she is. Oh no, she's fully got a white girl perm in her hair. Like she is really, tr- she. I mean, when I tell you, she's gonna live this to the ground. I just want to. But she decided that, that it was good to air out her red nipples. This is a doppelganger. This is a. This is a woman who no, is dressing sister. herself up to look like Rachel Dolezal and posing down to the OnlyFans. That's the only. That is the, standing in front of these sliding closet doors. Jay, I'm not doing it. You I'm said put it in rice. <laughs> put the world in rice. I want the Lord to <laughs> unplug earth and sit it down in a box of rice. <laughs> we need time. We need a time out. <laughs> oh, it catchy. Oh man. Oh, that just, you know what? I, I had, I'm, I don't even want to continue with the trash. I think that's it for the trash. Like I think, <sighs> I think that's I think that's all we're gonna do for the trash. Today. I don't think I will ever forgive you for this. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you know what? No, you should actually. You should forgive me, and you should thank me. You should thank me. Before we go, I thought I thought it would be. I thought so. Obviously, we've all seen the news about uh, Neil Long's husband. Um, that nigga, nigga. I don't know his, I, I don't know his name. Um it don't and matter. he it doesn't it doesn't. I wa- I thought though that you know I wanted to have more of a conversation around this this trope that people keep putting out there like ah um if you could cheat on Nia Long, you know, essentially a lot of the onus gets put on women it was the same thing that happened with Beyonce when Jay-Z cheated on her and so forth and so on you know and I know that we've 
had thoughts, but it's not been around the responsibility of the woman. It's been more so around how trash and how a lot of these men do not recognize and not just men, because we've seen it with other humans as well. Mm -hmm. I won't say any names, but where they don't recognize the humanity and the, the treasure of the person that's around them until things have gone too far or what have you. But I don't think it's fair to put that onus. And I've seen it too often where it has been put on her, um, on him, on him cheating. And that happens with women a lot of the times. Mm. And so that was my only reason for bringing that story up. I we just say, want to in our say, prayers while she's dealing with all that. Absolutely. We are absolutely standing beside, behind. We are standing with Nia. Mm. Whatever you need, sis. T T G. Okay. Say the word. We the Dora Milaje is ready, ready to go, and me. (laughs) So listen, (laughs) I feel like as you said, I won't repeat anything that you said. I think everything you said was was right on target. I will add very very quickly that I have taken this, huh? And eloquently. Oh no, I I have taken this opportunity to take note, people. Take note when stuff like this happens and people get to commenting, sometimes it's best to just shut up and listen, because if you are if you are careful, you will be able to unearth and illuminate all of the cheating apologists that are around you. The people who make excuses for. I mean, and put on their capes. And talk about all of the reasons why we don't we don't know what kind of partner Nia Long was. We don't know. I mean, what makes her above getting cheated on? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If you just be quiet, mm-hmm. you don't even have to. You don't even have to put yourself through the labor of engaging in conversation with these people. But sometimes mm-hmm. it's just best to sit around and say, "So noted." <laughs> so noted that you have that perspective, and now I know how to engage yeah. you or not. Yeah. God bless. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I'm not above um I'm not above uh correction. You know what I'm saying? No, I've had I am not either. I've had a lot of problematic thoughts in the past, like years ago, as it pertains, you know, jokes around Halle Berry and We're so evolving. forth and so on. Oh yeah. But coming into my own womanness yes, <laughs> and womanhood and just, you know, growth, um, that's not fair. That's well, you not know, fair yes. at all. Yes. And I think, you know, to be and to and to be fair and honest, we don't know the dynamics of their relationship. We no, don't. We never do. We never do. But but it always gets put on black women, especially women, yes. but especially black women. Um, the responsibility around the demise of the relationship. Um, and the questioning of the demise of the relationship and what role we played automatically. There's always a there's a, an automatic like villainization that happens that we had to have withheld pussy. Right. Or, it's always that whatever you know what injustice we suffered was all is always warranted in some fashion. Exactly. No one exactly. ever says that it is wrong to cheat on. It is wrong to be dishonest with. It is wrong 
to be unfaithful to your partner. Full <laughs> to not stop. communicate with. Yes. Because there are there are Full ways stop. to tell your partner that you are dissatisfied and unhappy if that is the dynamic of the relationship. Because that is not to say that was the dynamic of their relationship. But there are ways to communicate that to your partner and handle things in a respectful manner where you're not messy with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you're not disrespectful with it. They, I think that 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 is a conversation but that it it requires you being grown Mm. and that requires you putting on your draws and saying listen this is gonna be a hard conversation but this is where we're at and this is how i'm feeling right now but niggas don't want to do that they'd rather sneak and creep and cheat and do whatever it is that they need to do and then boom shit blows up pundy face and it look and they look crazy and then the black woman somehow ends up being held responsible don't get me started okay so, you know, I just thought that was a small, necessary conversation um, because, you know, of what's happening in the news these days and pop culture and so forth. Uh, and that's just not fair. And, you know, we just want to offer love and support and, and, and respect to Nia as she's dealing with things in a hard time. She put out a statement and said, listen, I appreciate the outpouring of love and support. And all I'm asking for right now is that y'all just respect the fact that I'm a mother because that's my main priority during all of this. And so we want to honor that and respect that. But that conversation is more necessary because that's not the last time we're going to hear that. Mm -hmm. Because it's not going to be the last time that somebody does some bullshit. Unfortunately. So... That's how we're going to close out the trash this week. Now we have some some ongoing conversation that's been have, happening. We have a shout out that lends to that. Let's head on over in that direction. Let's do it. Gold Peak Real Brew Tea is here to unleash your sense of try, to ignite new passions and rekindle old ones. So try a Gold Peak and then try something else because this taste is worth the try. Try Gold Peak. My sister's popping right now, like. Shout outs. I've got a couple, so just bear with me. Some quick, the others I'll need your help with. Take your time, sister. Now, sis, now you know, friend to the show. Do you remember our friend Didi that came on and talked about uh, absolutely, you know, what what we were talking about with Didi? Parenting the children, mm-hmm. um, yep. you know, dealing with those dynamics yes those dynamics Mm -hmm. dealing with all kinds of loss and 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 difficulty and challenge and negotiating things in your adulthood making different decisions so forth so on today is Didi's 40th birthday and we just wanted to tell her happy birthday sister we love you down down downtown julie brown we love down 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 on the floor also, Go another ahead, Didi. yes, Didi, we love you. Happy birthday! We're also sending yes. lots of congratulatory vibes. My little twin sister, my little twin sister. Everybody say congratulations, Amber. Amber Ray just closed on a house today. Hey, congratulations, Amber! Congratulations burr, to burr, my burr, twin. Burr. And and yes. you'll be pleased to know that her realtor was Sam, was just on the show with Rakia. Yes. We were talking about, um, you know, home ownership post pandemic. And so yes, Amber closed on her house today, took her picture with the big old key. So shout out to Amber. I love to see shout it. Shout out to the Synergies Property Group. We are we are yes. thrilled and excited and happy for you. And you the too. The ecosystem is systeming. Yes, indeed. We love, we love to yes. see it. And you too can be a part. If there are goals that you have, you want to reach 
All of the contact information for the Synergy um, Properties Group is in that description box for that show, honey. Go on there and get your light. Finally, my last shout out. We are celebrating. We are celebrating as black women because Taylor Hale done won the big brother, y'all. We have suffered. We have all suffered with Taylor throughout this grueling season of Big Brother where we have watched her as a black woman be ostracized and alienated. Mm -hmm. She has been microaggressed. She has been... I mean, all kinds of uh, marginalized and just dealt with all manner, all of the the outputs of systemic oppression, the unique mm-hmm. intersection of her being black and woman in a mm. predominantly white male world played out in front of our very eyes in the Big Brother house. She is the, the only person in the house that was on the block six times. She was voted for eviction six times. She survived everyone. And as she so eloquently coined in her uh, final speech that she is officially the blockbuster. Okay, because she busted up the block. <laughs> Hello? That's right. And she has one Big Brother. We could not be more proud making history as the first black woman in the entire 24 season history of Big Brother to win the show. She won $750,000 cash prize. She also made history as the first winner to also be voted America's favorite player and won an additional 50K. So she come up on the back. We have watched her persevere through it all and we are very proud of you, Taylor Hale. And this is what I need from from my... Brethren yes, we haven't asked a hard ask from my from my kitchen table family. We mm-hmm. would like to have Taylor join us at the kitchen table because there is much for us to discuss as a family. We want her to know yes. that we have been behind her, trained to go from the ent- from mm-hmm. since the start of the season. Not only us here at Getting Grown, but I know Asante over at the Friend Zone yep. and XD down to Jaden XD. We have all been. We'd love rallying. to have a co- uh, we. It's the only time I will use this with you all. A super friends. Yes. Yep. This uh, yes. conversation yes. with Taylor around. Uh, the dynamics of 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 her experience mm-hmm. in the household, and you know, Key is going to bring in larger points and conversation we got to starters. Have the, we got to talk about it. So we trying to get Taylor's attention. I've been looking yes. at her social media, trying to find out what who we need to contact to get Taylor's uh, attention and get her invited to the mm-hmm. kitchen table. We need y'all to help us. Get Taylor's attention because we would love to have Taylor at the kitchen table on Getting Grown. I think that would be amazing. Yes. Um, so help us do it. And while you're there, yes, make please. sure yes, make sure that you send Taylor all of the support and congratulations. The support has to continue because now that Taylor has lived through Big Brother, she's now going to go mm-hmm. home and watch and relive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. her experience and I'm sure that that's going to be traumatic as well because you get to hear all of the things that people were saying about you in the diary room behind your back and all of the things uh, the ways that people were lying to you telling you one thing and doing mm. another um, and mm. so we still need to be supported because things are the she's about to really get the true tea <laughs> right now Yes, um, but we yes. got to deal with that we got to talk through that and we want Taylor to at, the, at the kitchen table so help us um 
get Taylor Hill, uh, you know, we got to get the big brother winner of season 24. Okay. We got this to get that, her effort. down to the kitchen table and have the conversation. Tug the rope. Okay, we got work to do. We got work to do, y'all. If I may, sister, we Please. have one more shout out. Yes, one I got more. A and it's very special very because this is this is a, a um a dear loved one to the show. Yay. Our wonderful and fabulous uh Fabian, Dr. Fabian Doucette. We love it. Okay, and we're really, really happy she connected us with one of her colleagues, Vanessa Rodriguez. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and read the blurb because I th we think that this is a really dope uh, and necessary event. So listen closely. Mm -hmm. uh, the event is called Fostering Emotional Engagement and Learning for Liberation. Feel. Okay, with two L's. 2022. It's a free day-long retreat for black women and Latina early childhood educators in New York City. Unlike traditional professional development, this day is dedicated to communal healing, positive identity development, empowerment, and celebration. It offers immediate support for the most important but often most overlooked women in education and helps set them up for a successful school year. Women will engage in a variety of meaningful sessions designed especially for them in the beautiful El Barrio's art space, which I personally love, mm -hmm. in East, East Harlem. Enjoy catered meals from Miss Mamie Spoonbread, too. Okay, that's some delicious fried chicken. Urban Vegan Kitchen and Melly Cafe. Dance, rest, celebrate, and reimagine a more just and supportive future of early childhood education. And so we're going to include the link to register. This event is happening on October 10th. Yeah. Yes. Um, and it's a free event. Okay. Oh Register for a free healing retreat for black and Latina educators. 10, 10, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Located in East Harlem um, at El Barrio. And it's it sounds like I wish I was an educator. I want to go just for the, this. This sounds incredible for the spirit and for the soul, especially Absolutely. with all of the challenges that educators deal with. Um, in spaces where you're dealing with so many different personalities and systems that are not set up for you to really nurture the children the way that they need. I think educators are not poured into enough. And I'm really, really, really excited for us to be able to shout out such a necessary event. So again, 1010, um, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're going to have that link in the description box. This is for New York City Black and Latina early childhood educators. I love it. Uh, thank you, Dr. Doucette, for sending that our direction. We're really, really excited to read that. Yes. And maybe we can have Vanessa on soon to talk a little bit more about what this space includes. And it may be after the event, but obviously 2023 is right, right around the corner. And so we'd love to talk more with her. Absolutely. About... Um, you know, just the kind of the development of this initiative. Mm -hmm. But it's it's so awesome. And with that being said, we'll get onto the kitchen table. Yes, for sure. Student loans, access to home ownership, building savings instead of scrambling to make ends meet. Many of these hit issues hit us as black people particularly hard. Thankfully, there's a path to not only conquer your finances, but also build wealth and financial liberation for you, for your family, for all of us, for all your people. Hush Black's Building Black Dollars is the one-stop shop for economic empowerment and wealth building. This show tackles day-to-day -day financial obstacles and gives the solutions you can take right now to regain control of your finances. While practical actions are vital, understanding the collective effort needed to achieve Black economic liberation is just as important. 
So this show also explores how to use cooperative economics to build a system in the larger economy. It's no secret that the economic system is rigged against us as black people, period. Barriers such as the racial wealth gap and banking discrimination continue to plague our communities. Still, economic freedom is within our reach, and it begins with you. This week's episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by Push Black Finance, a news organization whose mission is to help black people build wealth that drives change on a collective level. If you want to take control of your finances and begin building wealth, tune in to Building Black Dollars by Push Black. Catch it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hey, we're Hola. back. Yes. And so we are, Jade and I are just going to talk through, uh, so, you know, um, yes. adulting and life and all of that. Yes. It, it prompts lots of reflection and us sitting and thinking about our processes for making decisions. Because as you adult, what I'm learning is that, you know, adulting is just one series. It's just a series of decision making. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> perpetual choices have to be made. Mm -hmm. You're making choices mm -hmm. in perpetuity. And if we're not careful, yep. it's easy to be overwhelmed and fatigued. And um, the good news is um, there's great value in collective processing. Mm -hmm. And so Jade mm -hmm. has been hemming and hawing a pretty big move, a pretty big deal decision. And so we yep. were going to talk through our process a little bit um, and just think, you know, be a sounding board for each other um, as we yeah. think about this big, this big thing that's on the table. So you ready to share with the people, sis? Like what, what's, yeah. what's being, what's being considered in your household? I um well first and foremost, mm -hmm. you know, I just want to welcome all of the good energy around everything I'm gonna say because it's my personal life mm -hmm. uh and repel any bad. That's right. anyway. So with that being said, <laughs> I send it back As to you tenfold. Yeah. Uh <laughs> period, period, poo. Per. Uh so you know, in you know you when you have those moments. As your adults, because remember, the premise of getting grown is learning how to adult as an adult. For real. And right. in that, we always have we we have these moments. Let me not say always where or these realizations, should I say, where things might happen and you say, oh, shit, I'm 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 actually I'm I'm grown. Mm. I'm an adult and I have to make this decision. Mm -hmm. So I started getting the itch, the feeling, you know, a little while back to, to go ahead and get up one out of here um you know to leave home and go venture out and find you know wherever that new space is moving and the one thing the i city. do moving outside of the state mm -hmm. i i think i'm ready to relocate from the region okay probably actually um and obviously this decision does not is not just a decision of my own. There are three people in this household that have to be considered uh, in this move. And included. Yes. And, in this and included. Yes. Considered and included. Yes. <laughs> thank in you. decision making. That's right. Um, and thank you for, for, for reframing that because a big, the big him and haw actually around the move 
is due to the other two people who th- who this would affect, you mm-hmm. know? So obviously me and my husband have had uh, multiple conversations about this and the different, you know, different ways this could look. Mm-hmm. You know, we're living in a more non-traditional time. We've mm-hmm. considered me going elsewhere and kind of scoping out things for a little while and seeing how they are for the family. Because one thing I have to consider is Noah and her right. upbringing. Right. And... Noah's in, you know, a very unique school now that mm-hmm. I really appreciate uh, the foundation of what the school is, is founded upon. Um, and there are aspects to it that I really love. But in going outside of Brooklyn, going outside of New York, you realize that those options become a little bit slimmer. A little bit. You it's know. generous. <laughs> it's a very generous way to put I'm it. I'm trying not to. Yes. In the words of XD, there's New York City and everywhere else is Arkansas. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but that's not fair. So that's why I said I'm trying to. Yeah. I know that we're not the only progressive city. We are just, we just are, you know, probably the most uncomfortable conventional as it pertains to the well States. yeah i think new york has just had a longer history of being unconventional i think there's exactly a little bit more practice <laughs> being exactly unconventional exactly. so you know um i i uh i'm grateful that that we have these resources and access that we've had but in considering leaving you start realizing how slim that is mm-hmm. and then you know, you look, Tristan has a career. He got a promotion. You know, he's really settled into his teaching at this particular school mm-hmm. and, you know, putting together his lesson plans. And he's got this wonderful opportunity to be able to literally create his own classes, mm-hmm. you know, which is not the norm in our public school education, no matter where you are. And then I'm like, OK, well, we, you know, we look at Atlanta and we're like, okay, Atlanta is a black Mecca. I know that Noah is going to thrive as far as, you know, being in a community in which she will be embraced and welcomed and fed and nurtured. But Atlanta is also in Georgia. I'm raising a child with a vagina that comes with certain things. Okay. So I'm like, no Mason Dixon. <laughs> then, you know, we think about, uh, Portland and we you know that's number one on our list but we're like Portland is a very large white community you know and I know that there's black community within that it's a matter of seeking that out and finding it but that is a challenge you know but then you've got to add the career aspect onto it so then it's do we stay here for a little longer we've outgrown this space and go into a bigger actual space within the city while we're still negotiating this, or is that a waste of money and time and resources mm-hmm. if we are considering leaving? You know, what does this look like for us to have an unconventional family for a year? And go, I go elsewhere and see what that looks like, but visit with my family back and forth. Like that feels kind of wild, but we have to really start kind of thinking out of the box um, with how we want to make these moves. And negotiating all of those variables is really old, can be very overwhelming. Yeah. And so I was talking to Kia because we were having this conversation right before we started, well, before we had some meetings before the show, but before that, and I was talking to Kia just about factoring in all of these things and not quite knowing what to do in this moment. And we thought it would make for a good conversation starter. Yeah. Um, and we can expound more in this conversation going forward, 
you know, maybe we'll bring people in or, you know, find different ways to, to frame it. But I wanted to get the conversation started and be transparent around a time that is challenging in negotiating of relocation um, with, with, with family. So let me ask you, have you interest in, and even Noah, um, openly discussed as a family your motivations yeah. for wanting to leave? Yes. And we've considered, sat down and considered Noah's opinions and how she felt about it because, you know, I live four minutes around, you know, a couple blocks from my mother-in-law mm-hmm. and my sister-in-law and, you know, we're 15 minutes from my brother-in-law mm-hmm. and, you know, we have community within the neighborhood. Noah's over at her Nana's a lot. <laughs> That's her people. And so it would be unfair. Mm-hmm. I know back in the day, a lot of us didn't have options and choices in the decisions in the, in the, that our parents made, you know what I mean? Or our caregivers. We didn't have those options. It was kind of like, this is what we're doing. This is the decision I made and you're going to be all right. And that's not fair. It's not fair for, for kids to just have no say when you are changing everything that's around them. So we've had conversations with Noah around her thoughts and her feelings around moving She's expressed that she's down with it because part of that um, part of that motivation also is I have drawn a very clear boundary with my family that if I'm going to produce another child, Mm -hmm. you know, which is something that everybody wants, then it has to be in certain settings that are comfortable for me. And, you know, if I'm going to be raising multiple kids it's got to kind of be in a different environment at this point so that we can have a little bit more ease. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also recognize that there is privilege within what I do for a living. I can kind of go where mm-hmm. I want to go, whereas mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the case for Tristan right now. or for so. But also he is willing to see what that looks like in going into another space. So figuring out even how to do that mm-hmm. and thinking about unconventional and untraditional ways of relocating where it may not be as a full family all at once. Um, it, they're just, those are things that I've been grappling with in all honesty. Well, I think that that is, I mean, I, I love that you guys are all on the same page because the worst thing is, you know, when there's one party that's more heavy handed than the other and sort of leading the conversation or leading the, the decision-making. Um, mm-hmm. But it, mm-hmm. what I love to hear is that you guys are all, really checking in and being thoughtful and considerate of everybody's perspective. And it sounds like you guys are weighing both the costs and the benefits of making a move and doing so um, in a very thoughtful and strategic way. Yeah. So I guess the only other thing that I can think is as far as like, um, you know, I, I love that you also have not given this like a hard deadline Um, No, but you guys are really sort of being open to the iterative nature of this process and figuring out what will be the best going forward. Um, But the conversation is still on the table. So you're collecting information along the way, whether that be researching about the new city, understanding what opportunities may or may not be there. Um, And then thinking about being thoughtful about a transition plan. So it's not like, oh, we just going leave on this date, but we think about how we're going to get ready 
um, yeah. for this change. And that's really important. Man, it's a big change. So there's a lot to consider. And I think the most pressure that I'm feeling is the fact that we have outgrown our space. Mm-hmm. And so it absolutely is time for, for more of that. And then also, if we're going to add to our family, um, you know, I need to do that mm-hmm. soon. Mm-hmm. And I'm not of the coalition where it's like, I don't want to have a baby at, but also I don't want to have a 10 year old at 60. I don't. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, things have to happen sooner than later. And so that adds another timeline onto things, but no, we haven't put a hard, a hard, um, date on it or been like okay well we have to have everything done by this time it's I want to be really thoughtful with this and I also another thing that that is an interesting fact is like I was talking about earlier a lot of a a lot of our um, former generations would buy homes and that would be the forever home yeah I think part of the part of the challenge has been location and considering all the all the the pros and cons of each one Mm -hmm. and and also um communicating that we don't and understanding that we don't really know specifically where that quote-unquote forever would be and so reframing that into maybe this is a time for us to branch out and it's it's time for us to get out of our comfort zone and then from there you know other things will happen organically but sometimes you need that bit of push as well you know, so that you can get out of your own complacency. Um, I think that's good but, wisdom because, you know, we, yeah. as we've talked about before, the home buying process is stressful in and of itself. So having to negotiate yeah. that on top of an out-of-state move is a lot. So Yeah, on it, top of the, this is the pressure of the, we are going to be here for the rest of our yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think where you guys are and sort of thinking about, uh, you know, what the future is going to look like as your family grows, like to be able to have some flexibility um, around that, I feel like is 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 wisdom. Not, it's Thank not um, irresponsible at all. I think it's actually showing more responsibility um, because you're thinking about how best to manage all of this transition at one time in a way that's mm-hmm. healthy for everybody. Exactly, all parties involved. Mm-hmm. You got to consider your kids. You got to consider. Everybody that you're thinking about leaving with, you need to consider them. Every breathing, living thing that is going with you, you need to consider. Uh, Especially those that have opinions and feelings and thoughts in which this will absolutely impact their lives. So, Big um, decisions take time and they take... Yeah, they do. They take information. They take planning. They take... All of, yes, patience. Yeah. They take money yes. and all of that takes mm-hmm. time to collect and accumulate. Yes. And so yeah. I think it's really then you got to pay for the mental health therapy that Listen, you have to otherwise, you need in the process of doing gonna all You're going to pay one that. way. You're going to pay going or coming like my grandma used to say, going or no coming. What did Riley say on Boondocks? You're going to pay what you owe. Hello. That's what you go pass. <laughs> but there are, and there's lots of resources around like and checklists because I even just did a quick Google search around like um, what are this? This list is like eleven must dos, eleven things that you should absolutely consider before an out of state move. Yes. Um, oh, oh, send that my way. Please. I will. But you know, think, think, negotiating things like really sitting down and doing the math and checking the cost of living differences from yep. one place to another. Yeah. Um, thinking about 
the cost of like moving expenses, really mapping mm-hmm. out uh, how much it's going to cost to ship your stuff from one yeah. side of the country. Are to you another? shipping most of the things? Are you getting rid of? Are you getting rid? New? Does it make what sense to actually downsize like? and then just buy other stuff? Right. Um, um, all of those things, thinking about healthcare differences or so things that sort of fluctuate from state to state. Around mm-hmm. different allowances and benefits that are available to you. Um, I love Mason Dixon. Yes, very mm-hmm. much. Um, and thinking about other little costs that add up, but you don't even really think about like how much it's going to cost for you to change your vehicle registration. Mm-hmm. How long mm-hmm. does it take for you to like, you know, update addresses and driver's license, you know, all of that stuff. Um, and this is really important. Thinking about like voter registration in your new Ooh, in your new yeah. place. That is very important. Very important. Yes. Very mm-hmm. important. Very important. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to your point about just going there and even vetting and laying, you know, getting a lay of the land, not only seeing what your options are as far as building community, but also, you know, how accessible um certain things that you're accustomed to are, mm-hmm. whether that be like mm-hmm. Certain specialty foods. Yes. Or even certain yes. kinds of healthcare, healthcare mm-hmm. options. Yeah. Um, there's lots of things to sort of think through. And mm-hmm. it's great that you're making this decision in community, but you're also giving yourself time to really weigh all of the different pieces of this puzzle. Yeah. I um it, it's a lot of pressure when adding the 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 little human onto it mm-hmm. uh because i feel like even districts. if school districts you know school dynamics and then access uh, demographics to like, like other you know i know noah does dancing extracurricular yes. activities you know um just all of that just literally thinking about all of those different things and considering and weighing all of that you know is this the time to do this is you know should i go for three months and because we talked about that you go for some months we have a lot of school breaks you know we come to you when the breaks are happening you know what i'm saying maybe once one weekend a month you come to us but then just kind of like take that time to scope out this land and see if if you think this would fit for our family Hmm. um you know and so yeah it's a lot of things to negotiate and a lot of things to consider but it's happening and it ha- has to happen with a lot of families. And as I was talking to Kia about it, she said, you know, this might be something that somebody needs to hear. So I, I figured I'd open up and share it with you all. And hopefully it will lead to larger conversations and I can keep you all posted yes. on progress as we figure out what's what. Um, but yeah, that was it. That was all we want to talk about in the kitchen table. That's I enough. think we have a little honesty box to get to real quick uh and then we're gonna wrap this show out so let's head that direction i'm ready honestly truly okay so we got an honesty box which is a a little more non-traditional from our usual honesty box um uh submissions but i thought given the time and a lot of the conversation that's been happening in pop culture that it would be a, it would be a good one to read. Um, okay. We haven't talked a lot of, a, a lot about um, the negative critiques and criticisms. And excuse me, not even say critiques, criticism around Halle Bailey being the first Black mermaid. 
and all of the ignorance and 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 dis- disgusting things racism. that are coming up yes, from people racism blatant racism um and we got a submission from a listener and i want to read it all right hello Jaden kia first off longtime listener first time writer but seriously i love your podcast it's always a bright spot in a busy anxiety ridden work day I love the dynamic between you two, and I love to consider you both friends in my head. Thank you so much. Thank you for this platform you've both created to help women like myself feel heard, discuss critical topics with levity, and most importantly, illustrate the fullness that black women are. Yes, we are. Now for the commentary. I was really disappointed, as I'm sure a lot of people were, about the negative comments the Little Mermaid trailer received. My girlfriends and I discussed it at length and the conversation inspired me to write a response of my own that I felt I wanted to share with you in the audience of Getting Grown, if it's all right with you, of course. Um, P.S. When I first started listening to your podcast, I recall an episode when you both wrote letters to yourselves and shared them with us. I can't remember. That was the letters to our younger, to your 20 year old self or something, I believe. I'd like to forward it to a friend. Uh... A response to the haters of Halle Bailey's The Little Mermaid trailer. The live action Little Mermaid movie starring Halle Bailey just released a trailer for the movie uh, for which there are mixed reviews. On the one hand, little black and brown boys and girls are excited to have representation on the big screen. On the other hand, there's 1.5 million at the time of this writing dislikes for the trailer posted on YouTube. From whom? Troll? Bots? Who's to say? While the movie on the surface is a remake of another innocuous Disney classic animation, I would argue there's much more to the film. When you see a black Ariel, the Little Mermaid becomes more than a fairy tale. It brings a beautiful complexity to the character. Ariel lives in the ocean or sea, according to her friend Sebastian, as a mermaid princess. Ariel's residence in the water carries with it a sad remembrance of enslaved Africans trafficked across oceans. Those that did not survive the passage, those tossed overboard from sickness, those that fought their captors and loss, those that jumped from the ships in defiance, no and fervent proclamation of their will to freedom, choosing to live free or die by their own means. African descendants of the transatlantic slave trade carry within them the water trauma of their ancestors' history, but this wasn't always their destiny. Um... So that's just the first paragraph, actually. It's actually kind of a long submission, but it's something that I want to post uh, on Getting Grown so that you all can go and read the the rest of it yourself. I think it's absolutely wonderful mm-hmm. um, where it talks about um, fiction and mythology and falsehoods and um, a lot of history around um, the transatlantic slave trade and 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 some of our history behind that. So I wanted to read the first paragraph to gauge your to to get you all, you know, get your little tension. <laughs> and then we're going to have that link posted in the description box for where you all can go and read the the rest of the submission. And I want to thank um, Andrine for sending this in. Thank you. Uh, this is our a non-conventional honesty box, but I thought it was a, a beautiful one. Um, so make sure you all check out that link to read more and we'll have Chris Rogers post something on social media as well so you can read the full submission. So make sure you check out the Getting Grown podcast Instagram. All of that is always posted in the description box. Continue to send your honesty box questions and submissions to Getting Grown podcast at gmail.com and we'll move on into our self-care. Let's do it. This episode of Getting Grown is brought to you by the McDonald's buy one, get one for a dollar deal. Mickey D's is the only spot where you can get the big name classics for just a little bit 
At some other places, a quote-unquote deal might mean taking home the leftovers. But at McDonald's, a deal is a true deal, which means you can get a good meal for a great price. Now, I know I have told you all about, you know, my nostalgia around the quarter pounder con queso. Mm -hmm. But I would just like to introduce... um, the nostalgia of the chicken nugget, especially with two packets of sweet and sour sauce. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I'd mix it up a little bit, do a sweet and sour and a barbecue. Now, the quarter pounder was that girl for me. That was that was my go to. I remember being, I think, around 10 years old and I got myself a Big Mac for the first time and I realized, whoa, you're a little too big for your britches. And that's when I ended up finding the sweet spot of the quarter pounder. But every once in a while, I would get that hankering for those little crispy hot nuggets and I would alter between my sweet and sour and my barbecue along with my high C orange and it just, you know, some hot fries, you know, you take that up to college where you might have the munchies Mm. and you want (laughs) the chicken nuggets and the quarter pounder, you know, a little taste of both. But those are just some wonderful classic memories that I have from the Mickey D's. Order ahead on the app and buy a 10-piece chicken McNuggets, Big Mac, or Quarter Pounder with cheese and get another for just a dollar. Only at McDonald's. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. I deserve a All right, it's time for self-care. And I just want to say my self-care this weekend was I took a quick day trip uh, or overnight trip to Philly, Philadelphia, land of brotherly love um, with Crystal Jean and my friend Jonathan. And we as a trio went to go see Bob and Monet at the sibling rivalry uh, tour. Philly stop. New York was sold out. Um, I think I'm almost glad that I went in another city just because I knew New York was going to be very live and direct. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Hip blazing hip hop and (laughs) R&B. So we went in Philly and uh, Crystal Jean surprised us with meet and greet tickets. Oh, so good. So we were on the other side of things for once and it was a good time. Yes. Uh, Bob and Monet were lovely and wonderful. Um, We walked up and they were like... (laughs) this fashion trio here and then they were like this is a fashion trio baby and then they started commenting on different pieces asked me to send them the link both of them to my purse love that no for my purse for my purse my purse i had oh okay very nice who who i wish it was the pants i had on a lace skirt but it was very hogo kopesu uh which is a nigerian designer uh, um my bag was and i love her bags so sent them the link bob definitely saw it and liked it and um and it was just a good good time monet both of them flawless skin like but monet beautiful is gorgeous do you hear me gorgeous honey put me to shame in so many ways (laughs) and then got up there and sang opera 
like we saw on All Stars. I mean, just a talent beyond. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Bob came with all of the Bob wittiness and, and humor that I'm we so know and love. I'm so glad you see it. I'm jealous. Oh, it was such a good time. I am, it was such a good time, sister. We have to make a really good drag show together. Like, oh, yes. we're going to find a really good one and we're going to go to go see some of the faves. I know sometimes the Black Queens tour together. I think up. that might be a fun one to go yes. to. So... We were going to go to a drag show, but I saw Bob and Monet at the Sibling Rivalry Tour and I had such a good time. I love that. Um, and that was my self-care. We stayed the night. We got cheesesteaks the next day and we rolled out and came right back home. It was great. Wonderful. Uh, what about you? That was so amazing. I actually Thank took you. some time for myself. I treated myself to a day. I had some work that I needed to take care of in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. But I made a whole day out of it um, and, you know, just took care of myself. I spent some time on the harbor. Um, yes. And, you know, got a chance to sort of walk around outside, did a little window shopping, treated myself to a meal and just had like okay. a fantastic me day. I ran into a few sets of a few sets of supporters for the show. Okay. So forgive me for being startled, but you know, you'd never really get used to people just screaming your name <laughs> out in the streets. But okay, no, um, that's fair. That's fair. Yes. So uh, I came across a group of young ladies who were celebrating a birthday. Um, okay. And they said that they love the show. They say you love another young lady you said back. I went into a restaurant and had lunch. And another young lady said that she had graduation announcement read in 2019 Oh, um, I love that. So it was really nice. It was a great day. I was very grateful, you know, to it's even always, though I had to, to handle some work stuff. I made a day, you know, of it uh, and just really just enjoyed the weather and the scenery and just had a day to myself uh, and really had a good time. So it was a great, I love that, a great sister. day. I love a me day where it just kind of takes me where I'm going. Yeah, and, I didn't really know, have a plan. Yeah, it was just like, you I know, I have that. to do this thing. Um, but, you know, after that, I don't have anything to do. So I kind of just let the day take me uh, yes, <laughs> wherever it needed vis. to. <laughs> and I ended up really enjoying myself. And then when I was ready to go home, I got in my car and did just that. You did and went to took a shower and went to bed that night. Yes, was took a right. shower and just had just was very satisfied. I feel like I had a very productive weekend and, and productive in a way that's just beyond work right but feeling I like that. i really was able to get some some restorative time with myself in that was just what the doctor ordered i love that you know i love some time with self mm -hmm. <laughs> so i i i think that's dope and i love that you went outside and you took yourself to the harbor i just I think that's a fantastic day. We had some supporters at the show as well. Very nice. So I want to send love to you all as well. They were, you know, real respectful, real cool, mm -hmm. spoke, kept it pushing. And um, and we everybody enjoyed themselves. It was yes. a phenomenal time. I love this. I love this self-care segment. Yay. I love that for you. I love that for us. Now let's get negative. Move <laughs> on to these petty peeves. Okay. <laughs> and I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Honey, honey, honey. All right. It's time for these petty peeves. Putting it on parade. And um, I'd like to say my petty peeve this week are these national made-up holidays. Oh, boy. Um, you know, sometimes they lend to... I'm very Larry David with it. So sometimes, 
you know, when they're to my benefit, I'm like, yeah, I love it. National Tequila Day because, you know, I don't know. Somebody wants to do a campaign. I'm mm-hmm. great. <laughs> but then y'all put out National Daughters Day and National Sons Day and National Cats Day and National Sibling Day and National This and That. And Noah and other children who have access to the Internet get a hold of days like these, you see. And so they say, oh, hey, parents, this weekend is National Daughters Day. So we should have a day where I get to do whatever I want. Oh, wait a second. And while you know, Tristan eats it up and certainly they had that day. I would like to say that when y'all put this shit on official calendars... You like to add an additional pressure to us. We already have the birthday and the holidays and and the regular kid shit and all of those things. And you want to go ahead and add another day where niggas feel obligated to do something else. Sick of it. Sick of the shit. Capitalism is a demon. Okay. It is nasty. And it's gone too far. It's gone too far, says the girl who says pants. What's your petty peeve? I sell pants. There's still some available. Jadeofalljades.com. Absolutely. Um, I don't really, I know that I had another petty peeve in mind, but I still am not over Rachel Dolezal's OnlyFans. <laughs> and so I am going to raise that. Catchy. I'm going to raise that because I am still, I am still, I mean, reeling with rage that I am now aware <laughs> That Rachel Dolezal and her naked likeness is on the internet. And I just wish that I just, I could have gone on to glory without ever being made aware of that. It's true. And it's really I just true. don't know what to do with my emotions. I'm sharing it here as an outlet and hoping that I can find ways to move forward in my life. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. You know, we're going to talk about this in more detail. In oh, I just don't want anything to do with it. I know you don't, but I, I'm going to take it over to the messy, to, to the dark side. I just I'm going to take it over to the dark side, and we'll get we'll we'll dive into it. We'll do a deep dive into <sighs> and catchy Diallo, Rachel Dolezal's um, OnlyFans. Upsetting. It's I'll upsetting do that work for you. Is all. what it is. <laughs> and on that disgusting note, disgusting. that is another episode of Gay Grown. <laughs> Thank you so much. And no, that's not it's not to say that sex work is disgusting. But it's Rachel to say Dole's that literally is. nobody on this naked earth asked to see no. Rachel Dolezal's and her uh, car flaming and her Charlie, Cheeto titties. And her charming Charlie's pink <laughs> plastic jewelry and shoes. <laughs> it's the charming Charlie for me. <laughs> It's giving, it's giving very fashion district. It's giving very it's giving like five, jewelry. It's giving yeah. contempo casuals. <laughs> These plastic <laughs> shoes that she's lacing up her ankles. And let us not forget the justice tattoo that she has on oh. her behind. Oh, the fresh justice tattoo. Because if it's not fresh, she definitely got that bitch uh, 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 tightened up recently because it is. I think she got it out of a gumball machine and she literally (laughs) used a wet washcloth to apply it to her skin. (laughs) A baby wipe. It's awful. It's awful. And we don't deserve it. But that no, being don't. said, you guys continue yeah. to drink your water. Make sure you're moisturizing your insides. 
continue to moisturize your mind by worrying about mm-hmm. yourself and minding and attending to your very own business. And you also yes. want to be very cautious and careful about ensuring that you moisturize your skin. Why sis? Because your black will crack if you are doing what Rachel Dozo is doing. That's right. That is correct. <laughs> you guys have a wonderful week. We love you. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.